Shut up and sit down. Welcome to the Absolute Worst Podcast. I'm Allison Royer. And I'm Dana Powell. Each week in our show, we seek and give free therapy by telling you our problems, asking you to tell us your problems, and then we just pray to God that any of it works out. <laughs> We're basically the opposite of Oprah. Dana! I don't know what happened. What is going on? I don't know. I was staring at you. Why? I'm not sure. Are you in love with me? Uh, I do love you. Do you think I look skinnier? Sure. <laughs> Do you think this is going to be the year that I lose 10 pounds? If you want. It's so annoying. Do you know that I'm probably going to be pregnant this year? I know. I'm really concerned about it. Are you? I feel like it's going to ruin my life. It probably will. Yeah, because you're already... A lot. A handful. Yeah. Are you going to help me? Uh Hormonal. No, the only thing I'm excited for is... I do want to look at your vagina because I want to watch you have a baby. But Dana, I'm not, not going to do that because I have a C-section. Oh, can yeah. I watch that? No, because you're only allowed to have one person in the room with you and it feels like that person should be my husband. It does feel that way, but I feel like I could barter with him. <laughs> I don't want you in the room. I want him in the room. What if he, okay, what if he doesn't want to be? He like, he's does. He's seen it once. He wants to be. Just to clear it up, I'm not pregnant for anybody right. that's listening. Sure. But potentially this year, we'll try to have another baby. Okay. And then who knows? Maybe I won't even get pregnant then. You just never know what's going to happen. You don't, but You don't. But I definitely want to watch that surgery. (laughs) Tina, you're not going to be in my seat. Do you think there's someone out there that is going to have a baby that wants me in there? (laughs) Yes, I do. If you're going to have a baby and you want Dana to be there, she's available. I'm available and excited. I'll tell you right now, I would never want to do that. Yeah, my husband said it was scary. I wouldn't even want to have a vaginal birth, to be honest. It's unnatural. (laughs) (laughs) It's the opposite of what you just said. No, I don't like it. I like when you just go to bed and then someone brings you a baby and a chocolate chip cookie. That's how I roll. None of that happened for me. It happened for me. I went to bed for a long time. Yeah. And then they were like, we're going to force your body to push a baby out Uh of you way early. Yeah, I don't like it. We're going to starve you for two days. That part I'm into. I wish I could be in a hospital so I could lose some weight. Just kidding. Knock on wood. Oh knock my on God, wood. That, first of all, stop slamming the table. Okay. But yeah, don't say that <laughs> shit. It's just I'm jealous because my husband was in the hospital and he's never looked better. He he does look skinny. <laughs> <laughs> this is some listener feedback actually having to do with birth Ooh. per Dana's favorite thing in the world, apparently. Dear Dana and Allison, you two are fucking great. Thank Thank you. you. Your podcast brightens up my abysmal driving time through the week. The only thing I don't like about it is that there isn't, there aren't more and I am caught up. I have to listen to educational podcasts to fill up my time until the next podcast. Listen, oh, that sounds terrible. It does, but I have a list of podcasts I can recommend. (laughs) Listening to you two go back and forth reminds me of spending time with my closest friends who I live far away from and only see every few years. Thanks so much for following me on Instagram, you stalk. Yes. First, some feedback. Allison says vagina weird because of her Chicago accent. Mystery mm. solved. You are welcome. Yeah. You How do, do you say, say vagina? Sarah, say vagina. No. Okay. She doesn't want she to. Doesn't want she doesn't want anyone to know that she's associated with <laughs> I us. know. We shouldn't we won't say your last name. <laughs> Missouri is not the deep south, but man old but man alive does Dana have deep south stories. <laughs> The reasons for both of these points is I went to school in Illinois as an out-of-stater, and I got teased for sounding too formal with my accent, a northeastern one, whatever, mm. and I got to hear the insane amount of nuanced Midwestern Chicago accents that is the Chicago area. From people's accents, I can tell if they prefer the Cubbies or the White Sox, and if they are from the burbs directly south of the city or barely able to still be called suburbs. I'm looking at you, Naperville. Okay, well, then wow. I want you to tell me where I'm from. What? I, Where? Not you, Dana. Oh, because I don't have a The clue. girl just... She, I didn't visit the big This city. anonymous listener says that she can identify where you're from and if you like the Cubs or the Sox. So, girl, you'd better tell where I'm from. Missouri is way too close to Chicago to be the Deep South. Regardless, I want more county fair slash state fair animal stories because oh, I God. know you have them, Dana. Well, I mean, I do. Maybe this is the girl that wants you to be part of looking at her... It's weird. Let me say what's weird about you. 
I mean, you don't want me to see your vagina. Absolutely not. You seem to not want to look at my own vagina. No, not unless, unless there's, there's a, a baby, baby coming, coming out, out of it. it. Yeah, that's so weird no, because that's like I want to see your vagina right now, but I would never want to see you have a baby. Allison? Just because you don't won't show it to me, and it yeah, makes me feel like we're not reason. friends. No, because I feel like it's a comment on how you feel about me as a person, Sarah. <laughs> Have you, you said she's Allison's not vagina? the moderator. Sarah is an intern. She's not a moderator. Have you seen my vagina? I don't think no, she hasn't. Do you want to? No. You do. <laughs> if I wanted to show you my vagina right now, would you? Look at it. She see she would. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I have one friend in this room. Uh. This is in response to episode 27, Desperately Seeking Dick Enters the Matrix. Who titles these shows uh, it's crazy. crazy person named allison royer this isn't an absolute yours but i have to commiserate with the woman who had the pelvic floor physical therapy oh my god that was insanity <laughs> yes i've seen three of those physical therapists over the course of six years okay maybe it is my own yours the thing i've had to do the things i've had to do have ranged from at home stretching down there what's that mean with white plastic dildos what Not does that pleasure? mean? It says home stretching with dildos. That means putting that white with plastic, white plastic dildos from medical- pinky size to eggplant size. Eggplant. Wow. Electrodes on my skin above my pelvic muscles to shock them into submission, and the electrodes on my butt cheeks to see how tight my muscles were. Allison, I think you questioned where the butt electrodes go. They were placed with sticky cold goop way up high on the insides on the cheeks on either side of the butthole. And then you have to lie there with little sharp pieces of plastic digging into your cheeks and we're supposed to relax everything. As awful as it sounds, that combined with surgery to remove a strip of nerves down there was a life changer and that I can finally have pain-free sex for the first time ever. Good for her thank you for your podcast and thank you dana for the recommendation of my dad wrote a porno dana <laughs> it's so good also they're coming to la small Just talk small problems to go to the show with what me. does that mean small talk small problems is that a dad wrote a porno thing Small talk, small. No, it's just her own thing that she's coined. I have a I lot of questions. She wants to go to their show with me. Probably. <laughs> Dana's just finding friends. Number one, she wants to see you have a baby. Number one, she wants someone to go with her to my dad wrote a porno in Los and Angeles. And the third number one? What's that? <laughs> you said number one. <laughs> and number one. <laughs> and finally, number one. <laughs> Why don't you ask me to see my dad wrote a porno? You don't like to go places. Yeah. When is it? In February. And is it at, at night time? <laughs> <laughs> Although you did go see Dixie Chicks with me. I did. And that was at nighttime. It was. Yeah. I know. I'm very particular about when I'm going to go out in the nighttime. Shout out, Dixie Chicks. You're what up, important. motherfuckers? Yeah. Um, is it a week end or a weekday? Mm, I'm not sure. Do you know what time it's at? All no. of these things are very important for me. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, maybe we'll look into it, and if I'm still allowed. Does it feel like you're not my first choice to go? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe because you don't listen, so you wouldn't know what Belinda Blinks means. What does it mean? Ugh. <laughs> Moving on. But I don't understand why this person. So she had problems having sex, so she had to have a pelvic she, floor exam. Yeah. She. What? It was painful to have sex, and so she had to like. She had to have a strip out. of nerves strip removed. Of nerves. That's crazy. That is. crazy. Crazy. And I don't want anybody to hurt while they're doing it. No. That's awful. Unless that's their thing. Yeah, an eggplant. I'm trying to Ooh. think size-wise. Can you th- do you think you could fit an eggplant into your vagina? Oh, I'm, I'm sure somebody no. Has. Well, this girl did. Yeah. And that was supposed to help. They're like, stretching, "Oh, you have stretching. Oh, you have problems with sex. Why don't you stick a fucking eggplant because, in your like, vagina?" Because some people get real tight also cuz they get scared. Mm-hmm. And then it's painful. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I'll tell you. I I mean, if they were like, Dana, I'm not sh- you might not ever be able to have sex again for pleasurable reasons unless I electrocute your butthole. Would you do it? I think I'm just going to have to be a nun. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I, you know, maybe if you've you're just already had children, to... can you still be a nun? Oh, well, then just live off clitoral no, but... stimulation. <laughs> like no insides. No insides. Sorry. We got to get a nun on this show. <laughs> this is in response to episode 29, We're Not Qualified. Got a lot of interesting. Oh, so this is when we um, 
were talking to the girl and the guy didn't want to go down on her and we Boo. yeah and we thought that maybe there were some problems there this girl says girl it's like 400 <laughs> u's and r's and l's i just listened to the most recent episode and my entire head exploded obviously the last girl who got ghosted by the prick who doesn't eat pussy was the trigger i'm literally at work clutching my pearls and whipping my weave all over this fancy ass yes. burbank office building <laughs> i have too much to say i can't write it which one of you is gonna <laughs> wait Oh, I can't write it. Which one of you is going to call me so I can go all the way off? I'm not a licensed professional, but I definitely am familiar with the dumpster fire that is the current dating climate, and I have a ton of great advice to give homegirl. And then she gave me your number. I love her. We hope, maybe this is our goal for 2018, that we can get a system where people can call into this show. It's definitely this possible. This is going to be, be Skype or something. This is going to have to be, though, like a production company is going to have to come hire us. They're going to have to produce it. We're going to have to go to a studio and they're going to figure it out. Do you know any other like at home podcasts where they have call ins? Mm-hmm. Oh, you do? Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, it exists. Sure, sure. Skype does it. People do it. I did a um, podcast called The Bravery Board. Oh, right. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, hosted by uh, one of the girls is Michelle Holton, uh-huh. a good friend of mine. And we did it over the phone. She lives in Missouri. What? I live in. Uh, okay, well, you have to live. You live in Los Angeles. Oh, Are you geez. okay? I was just staring at you. <laughs> You refuse to admit that I've lost weight, yet you seem to be just like looking at me. I mean, in fairness, I can only see from your nose up. And it looks pretty. Why won't you admit to me being super pretty? You're super And super skinny. You're beautiful and This is like when she always talks about her friend Candace. She's like, my friend Candace is so pretty and so so beautiful. But what do you say? Okay, like say you're with a stranger and you're like, my friend Allison blank. What are the things that you use to describe me? to your face what I say about you. Which is? You're the funniest woman that nobody oh. knows yet. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> but funny. I don't say you're funny looking. Obviously, I think you're lovely. It's not obvious. Unless you're, you're scowling at me, which if you were going to say a percentage of time that you scowl at me. You just admitted that you can't see my face. So how do you know what I'm doing? I can see your eyebrows scowl at me. <laughs> this is subject line, no more threesomes. Hi. Hi. Because she says to the tune of bye. I just wanted to start off with big fan. I don't usually listen to podcasts, but I found yours through stalking someone. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. We love stalkers. We are professional She says, stalkers. I know you'll appreciate that, Allison. Yes. I think what kept me coming back for more than just that one episode, besides both of your awesome accents and hilariousness. I don't have an accent. Okay. Is that I appreciate both of your individual perspectives. I also really enjoy the dynamic between you two, and it is always very fun going back and forth between who I'm more, depend- who I'm more like, depending on the episode. <laughs> That's awesome. Who was she stalking? I don't know. I want to know who you were stalking and how you found us. We won't read it on the air. Just tell me. Is it appropriate to say on the air? Is this a radio show? I mean, in your mind, yeah. Okay, great. A part of me thinks it's silly that listening to your podcast helped me have a revelation, but I strongly believe everything happens for a reason, and we also have an active part in co-creating our experiences. Oh, nice. I, I guess I'll get right into it. While listening to several episodes, I'm newer, relationship problems are always a theme, especially the question from the people in, oh, LTRs, that means long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. Threesomes and polygamy are a serious fad right now. It's insane. Anyways, infidelity infidelity in a marriage has never really upset me. Well, because simply put, I've never been married and I don't have children. So like, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll give you a quick cringeworthy warning. I, uh, two years ago, was approached by my male friend that his girlfriend wanted a threesome. Long story short, so like, I did it because I don't have any stakes in this, but I was also wrong. This scenario ended better than it could have. I don't know. There was a messy breakup, but I guess that's just a cheaper divorce. Point is, I walked away the least scathed thinking my partner was really just to aid in the inevitable destruction of an already unstable relationship. I didn't do it to necessarily break them up. My reasons were far less vindictive and more superficially alcohol motivated than anything. It's not my yours behavior, though. Keep the name forever, please, she says. (laughs) Oh, boy. I guess the point in Reflecting on that experience and listening to both of your individual perspectives on how to handle difficulties in relationship has really bridged that gap for me. Hearing you and Dana both sharing the perspective I've never heard before, which is just trying to make the relationship work, and I appreciate that. Maybe what I'm trying to say is, if I get approached for another threesome, I'm going to say no. Ha 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 Also, Dana, your shit streak shame story from a couple episodes back made me relish the privileged men having of no shame when it comes to their bowel messes in public. <laughs> 
<laughs> it tickled me to imagine you holding that stranger's arm, though. Anyway, I have more episodes to catch up on. I really enjoy the show. I would love to see you both perform together. The genuine love and support is definitely present with you two. Oh, Bye. I love that so much. So this girl was stalking someone inappropriate found our podcast on accident yeah and now we're going to be saving future marriages from her threesome ways oh my god i mean that's amazing real high no i literally (laughs) she said but that's such a true thing because i've been in threesomes before and i've always said if you're going to be in a threesome you want to be the pinch hitter and they call it the unicorn Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I was the unicorn. Yeah. And there, you know, I would definitely leave their apartment when they started to argue because right. I was like, I'm out. I don't fucking care about this shit. And I felt like this girl did, which is like, why do I care? Yeah. But she, from hearing our perspectives yeah. on what it's like to be in a relationship and a long term one and how it seems like every one of our listeners has had trouble in their relationships and they're like, so I decided that we should have a threesome, oh my God. which we've already stated. Maybe not shouldn't be That's your, not your first, first choice. Go-to. Yeah. Um, unless all parties are like on board and want to do it, but probably not when you're having trouble in your relationship. And now she's realized like, oh my God, you know what? That maybe isn't the best approach. I'm going to try things a different way. Yeah. And she like, she shouldn't feel like she went into it to break it up. Obviously that was totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if someone invites you to a threesome, it's not, you're not going to be like, what's the state of your marriage? How's everything going? Of course not. You're going to be like, yeah, let's get a double-sided dildo and have a great time. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) So. Is that what happened? <laughs> well, it's one scenario that can occur. I mean, you don't like things in your butt, so you were like, oh, God, no. Oh, I never used a double sided dildo. Oh, okay. We had more of a, you don't need to know about my sex life. You won't even tell me how many people no, you've right. had sex with. No, I won't. <laughs> you actually wouldn't even tell me if you had anal. I've at least no. told you. I don't like, I would never do it because I don't like things in my asshole. But you have done it. No, I never have. that's how you know you don't like it. No, I just know. how do you know you don't Because I also know that I don't want to eat sand. I've never (laughs) eaten sand, but it's just, it doesn't seem like something I would want to do. (laughs) You're so dumb. (laughs) But that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Like if somebody was like, can I interest you in like a pot of sand? You're going to be like, no, No, that doesn't sound good. I don't want sand. I've never eaten sand before, but it doesn't seem like something I I would want to do. I get that, man. (laughs) You make sense to me now. Thank you. Yeah. We had a breakthrough. (laughs) So um, uh, for those of you that are just joining us, this is called the Absolute Worst Podcast, when we seek and give free therapy. If you want to send us anything, maybe you have feedback on something that we've said. Maybe you're having a baby and you want Dana to watch it. Maybe you... You can email us at absoluteworstpodcast at gmail.com or you can reach us on our website if you want to be super duper anonymous, absoluteworstpodcast.com. I don't know why I always point to this. Like anyone can see me, but I do it every time. There's a little contact tab there. You can just click on that. (laughs) Or you can send us messages on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're totes available to you. We want to hear what you have to say. Mm -hmm. You can also send us um, social media posts if you like a quote we made. Yeah, people do that. Yeah. People have um, made memes, M-E-M-E's for us. M-E-M-E's, yeah. Somebody said not to say that word. They don't like it. They don't like it. (laughs) So we're going to kick it off with a question. Fake name, help. help. Exclamation mark. So I've been dating this guy for almost a year. He's great in a lot of ways, but my favorite times with him have always been when we've gone away to his family's camp, a house in the woods in the Ad- Ad- Adirondacks. Where uh-huh. the fuck yeah. is that? I have no idea. Sarah. But, but there's Adirondacks. What do you mean you don't know? You're supposed to be in charge of Googling She's things. She's going to Google it. Welcome, Sarah. Ad- Adirondacks. Why am I bad at everything? I think, is it, it's not Northwestern? Bitch, I don't know. Aren't you, didn't you live over there? I lived in Chicago. It is not the woods. The woods? The Adirondack? Wait, I said Northwestern and I was like, you lived in Boston. (laughs) I'm a moron. We're starting to get serious and talk about the future. I can't help noticing that my dreams are turning into his dreams. I want to be a recluse farmer on a bunch of land. His aunt who owns the land in the Adirondacks who has said, hold on, I'm going to look it up. Sarah just gave it to me. What? Oh, northeastern New York. See, I was right. Northeastern. Okay, you don't have to yell at me. I said western, but I meant Boston. It's like it's like almost Canada. Oh, cool. 
You're getting text, Sarah. Here you go. Okay. Also, there's chairs called Ander- Adirondack chairs. Oh, yeah. Can you see Can you, we see what the chairs look like, Sarah? No, I already know. I don't know. I don't it. know. I want to be a recluse farmer on a bunch of land. His aunt who owns the land in the Adirondacks has said he can build a house there. <gasps> Suddenly, oh. he wants that too. I feel bad that my desires might have changed him and also that worry that I'm putting a lot in this future that his family can provide. I partially don't know if I'm staying with him because of this dream or because I like him. Help. Oh, I saw the chair. It looks very comfortable. Great. I don't know if it's relevant to this. It's not. Feels like it's not. Okay, so let me just try to get this straight. Yeah, I'm so getting, she, I have some questions. Well, it's because we've been distracted. Um, okay, so her boyfriend, who she's been dating for almost a, a year, year, has this house in the Adirondacks. And she loves it. They're getting serious. They're talking about the future. She notices that her dreams are turning into his dreams. She wants to be a farmer. Um, his it, Okay, so basically she dreams of being a farmer and he sort of is – it's like he's her drug dealer. Like she has this dream of being a farmer. He, he happens to have this land. Right, exactly. Uh-huh. And so she's like, okay, do I like this guy because I can be a farmer or do I like him because I like him? Oh. It would be like if I – let's think of like an analogous example. Uh-huh. Like when Dan Tipton and I were still in Missouri – and he was like, I want to go into entertainment industry. I'm going, you know, whatever. I'm going to California. Was I still with him because he could get me out of my small town? Right. Or because I loved him? Right. That's the, that. I think that's of, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So what is your answer? Did you ever struggle with that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just making an analogy. Uh, but I would say I'm not sure there's something else going on with her questioning the relationship because as far as her wanting that and him kind of shifting to wanting that too, that's just about two people enjoying the same thing and growing together. Well, I think one of the most important things is it doesn't seem like, oh, I've always wanted to be a farmer and then I met this guy who could provide it for me so now I've been dating him. It seems I mean, like they just naturally were dating yes, and then she realized there was like this they extension. they had this in common. You're, you're, I mean, to some degree, my husband does not want to live in Los Angeles. Oh God, he's told me so many times. <laughs> he hates it here. He hates it here. Yeah. But this is where I want to be and this is what my dream is. And, and he's so cool we're, about And it. so he's supporting me in my dream. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything you know weird about like – you want to have this life and he's on board with that. No, you know? not at all. There's, that's completely reasonable. And I would say too, like, if you just want, like, to be, have a farm life or a country life or, you know, whatever, like, it doesn't have to be that dude. You, right. There's farmersonly. Yeah, she's getting it all mixed. There's, I'm sorry, what? Farmersonly.com. Have what you is seen that? the commercials for that? No. Oh, I don't live YouTube in the it. fucking deep south Dana, so why it's would I see the farmers? On TV you do not see that Los commercial. Angeles. No, you Absolutely. don't. You Absolutely. don't. 100%. What is it? Farmersonly.com is a dating website Stop. for farmers. Stop it. I'm not kidding. No. There you go. Thank you, Sarah, our intern, I'm for pulling dead. that up. The commercials are what? incredible. What makes you a farmer? I'm sorry. <laughs> when you have a farm and animals and maybe grow things. <laughs> but what if it's like this girl? What if she doesn't have a farm, but she wants to be a farmer? Is she allowed on there? On a farm? <laughs> yeah. No, on the dating site. Like if she's oh, not, sure, sure, she's she wants allowed. to date a farmer. Because isn't there jdate.com? Like, do you have to be Jewish? What if yes. you just love Jews? No, you have Are you to Jewish? be Jewish. Sarah's Jewish. Do Sarah, you have, have to be have Jewish to be on jdate? Come on. Ugh. I think you have to be this Jewish. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do a different profile I mean, for Sarah on every different site <laughs> so we can see what the actual requirements are so that we can see if you get kicked off or not. I think that if your profile on jdate was, I'm not Jewish, but I love you guys, you're not going to get a lot of dates. <laughs> <laughs> well, because to really be considered Jewish, it has to be that your mom is Jewish, right? Is your mom Jewish? She is. Okay, so we've got a real Jew here in the studio. Oh, God, that feels <laughs> awful. And also, this is your apartment. <laughs> I feel bad that my desires might have changed him and also 
that worry she that I'm putting. She doesn't need to take that responsibility. I don't think so either, but I do think that you're right that there's something going on. Maybe you just don't want to be with him anymore, but now you're feeling like because he has this extension of farm life, you don't know if you want to break up with him or not. Is that true? I There's something Because else. why else would you be worried about that? I mean, yeah, that's an amazing thing, right? If you meet somebody and, you and then it them, turns and out. And then you want the same thing. Right. Awesome. Like, that's great. So what else is happening here? Because Agreed. it feels like the guilt of Something else is going on, but now she deeply wants to be with him because of the farm. Right. She doesn't like him that much, but she loves his And now she's like, maybe and... he's changing it. So you're creating problems where none exist. So what's the problem? She's got some other question. Yeah, there's something else going on here. Mm. We want to tell you about a great site called JewishFarmersOnly.com. <laughs> You're the most inappropriate person I know. <laughs> that can't be true. You're going to get some hate emails from, about, about that. About what? From, yeah. from a Jewish farmer? You think the one demographic of Jewish <laughs> farmers is going to be offended that I've been talking about them in jest? You this is fucking you. stupid. <laughs> oh my gosh. Your body just hated you. <laughs> We want to know what else is going on. This is like, remember the girl that I was like, I don't think you like him. We want to hear from her, by the way. Did she move? Remember the girl that was like. Yeah, she went with him. And she likes him. Yeah. And she said that. She was like, you're a fucking asshole. I like him. Yeah. She was like, hearing you guys talk about how I probably didn't love him made me realize I I love him and I don't like you is what she said. I don't think that's it. (laughs) I think our wrongness helped her. Realize how right she was. her rightness. Right. So we want to know what's going on with you. Is there something going on? Because this, if you if you did this a different way and you're like, I met this guy, then it turns out that he has this farm, which is amazing because I've always wanted to be a farmer. And then he decided And then he, he was like, it. I also want to be a farmer. Like, there's no problems it's here. Perfect. So why don't you like this guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're just afraid because it's too perfect. Mm. Deep. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> okay. This is fake name Abigail. Dear Allison and Dana, thank you, ladies, for your podcast. I really enjoy your humorous approach to life. Thank you. My question for you wonderful women is how do I reconcile my belief that all people are basically good with dealing with the creepy old acquaintance who is trying to develop a relationship with me and my husband? Uh, wait, what? Okay. What kind? This is where punctuation is very important. Okay. Okay, because this is what it should have been. How do I reconcile my belief that all basic, all people are basically good? You're reconciling two things. All people are basically good. But okay, but she's dealing with a creepy old acquaintance who is trying to develop a relationship with me and my husband. Okay. So basically, she, well, we're going to get there. Oh. Here's the story. My husband and I used to be involved in a religious community where we met 20 years ago. This guy, I'll call him Dick Telling. Mm-hmm was around and my husband never cared for him because of this guy's arrogance. We saw Dick last year at a funeral for a mutual friend and about 10 months later, he called my husband out of the blue to go to an art museum. My husband didn't respond to the voicemail message he received at work. He works for a university, so it is a public number. So the guy stalked him, mm. called him at work and asked mm. to go There's to an art so show. so many movies like this. And then going. Dick showed up at our door saying he was trying to see if he wanted to go to the art museum. Base- being an art lover, I said, sure. And when my husband walked home from work, he was aggravated that I agreed to go. It was odd that his wife wasn't with him but we didn't think much about it the museum visit was okay dick filled us in on city history and different art movements as he is one of those guys who claims to be an expert in just about everything we both left thinking what does he want which became apparent a few days later when he stopped by uninvited and asked my husband for money and said he was looking for a place to stay. Mm -hmm. My husband consulted another mutual friend who knew him better and found out that Dick and his wife were going through a nasty divorce and advised us to stay away from Dick. Then I started running into Dick in the weirdest places. I mean, she should have picked a better name because everything I'm saying, you ran into Dick. Dick was coming everywhere. Oh my gosh, Dick, that's just Dick was inside of me. No, stop it. Okay. Then I started running into Dick in the weirdest places, waiting for the bus, in a boutique in my neighborhood, at my mechanic. So she's got a Dick in the boutique, Dick in the neighborhood, Dick in the mechanic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every time I saw him, he would spew bitterness about how his wife has stolen everything from him, bribed the police, and produced bruises on herself so she could get him charged with domestic violence dick continued to call my husband and my husband wouldn't return his calls when he showed up at my front door my husband ignored him as he does with anyone who comes in the front door unannounced i'm just gonna unannounce but i mean he did come unannounced one other time and he went to the art museum but okay dick joined my church join join okay 
And he demeaned me for my husband's rudeness for not answering his calls. I tried to explain that my husband is an extreme introvert. And the reason I get to see him because we live in the same house and that he rarely socializes with any of his friends offline. My husband is a gamer and a serious homebody. Dick sent my husband and some other people a message on Facebook and my husband ignored it, not even bothering to read it. Last weekend, he sent me and my husband a Facebook message asking if he could stay the night and get a ride to church with me in the morning. And he demanded that we responded by 6 p.m. as he was using a library computer and that it and that is when the, it closed. No. I responded at 5.50 when I got the message with, sorry, we can't help you. Here is the number to our church's Homeless Network Coalition. And if you pick up a local homeless newspaper, there are phone numbers on of other resources in the city. After talking about the situation with friends, I've been advised to save all the messages and get a restraining order against him if he threatens us. you got to cut that dick out. My spiritual advisor referred to him as a stalker, and my friend who is a probation officer said he sounds like a sociopath, and both of them advised me I should not engage with him at all. Mm -mm. Well, my probation officer friend said she thinks to get out of any pent-up aggression when she talked to sociopaths assigned to her caseload because they have no feelings. But I would feel way too guilty to do that. Both my husband and I have blocked him on Facebook. So this Thanksgiving, as I was reflecting about how grateful I am for all the blessings in my life, contemplating the generosity of strangers that allowed my ancestors to survive in this country and helped lay the foundation for the extremely blessed life I live today. I am conflicted with how I can live a life of service to others and how does that principle work in this situation? How do I shake the feeling that I'm being a hypocrite and lose the fear of how I'm going to react the next time I see him? Thanks, you ladies. That's a really good question and I really identify with this because I find... People don't know this about me, but I'm kind of a nice person. And I do do a lot to help people, as Dana knows. And... um. But I do have to have restrictions around when I do that. So Uh to a lesser degree, one thing that happens to me a lot, I work downtown in LA. I constantly bombarded by homeless people. One rule I have is I do not dig in my purse. I will not dig in my purse for a stranger because you never know. Now you're digging through, you're rifling through your purse. You're pulling out your wallet. Now they can take your wallet or they can take your purse. You're not paying attention. I will not go in my purse. I'm never giving anybody money. If I happen to have change in my pocket, which never happens because I don't wear pockets because I'm too fat, so I only wear leggings. Um, If I have food that I'm just holding and I can give it to somebody, I don't roll my window down when there's people on the side of the highway because it's just unsafe and i think that's the key here that's is key here. this is somebody who you don't feel safe with and, other and you're not going to put yourself like in safe. harm it's not just her being exactly like paranoid other people and have you did help same. him you know it's like you can't give the same level of help to everybody if i see a stranger i'm not going to invite them into my home to spend the night i have a child here yeah i have a husband here i'm not going to put myself in an unsafe situation if i have a friend who i dearly love who for some reason is struggling and needs a place to stay absolutely because that's something that I'm comfortable with and I think that's the distinction is you can't put yourself in danger mm-hmm. with an unsafe person and he there's so many cues here right yes. he's talking maliciously he's not respecting your boundaries or her husband he's showing up unannounced he is They've given signals that they're not interested in furthering this relationship. And, and you've given him resources. Them. You yep. know, if his thing is, I just need That's a place to stay. Exactly. Yes. And you're like, here's some places that you can stay then that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's like, no, it's only appropriate if I stay in your house. No. no. And so you have to do everything that's necessary for you to take care of yourself and your family. And if that means you need to file a restraining order, then I think that that's fine because you need to. And also, you know, she's feeling unsafe and her husband's kind of just like not dealing with it and aggravated. She may need to say to her husband, I don't feel comfortable doing this. I have fear about confronting him and setting some restrictions. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, then uh, maybe her husband needs to step up and say, I'm not comfortable with you right. just stopping by Yeah, and house. it's obvious. Unfortunately, the sort of like, cues that we think would work with everybody never work with crazy people no you know what I mean like soft cue this exactly and so you're gonna have to say I'm really uncomfortable with how you've spoken about your ex-wife I'm really uncomfortable with you showing up unannounced Mm -hmm. and I need to let you know that that's not appropriate so please stop doing that I wish you all the best here's places you can go for help I'm sorry that you're struggling and and knowing too that that may not be received well but the most you can do is be clear yeah. and say, 
we're not comfortable with you showing up here unannounced. If you're, you know, like, and and I think she's kind of fallen victim to it a little bit. If he says, I'm not, I'm only at this computer until six o'clock, you know, and I have a, I I mean, I've been talking about this nonstop lately, but I always talk about like regular business hours. If I get a call at 10 o'clock, I'm not answering, you know, like Mm. I'm not going to get back to you until the next day when it's convenient for me. In the age of cell phones and technology, I feel like there's this constant rush. Well, they know that I was texting. Well, they saw that I was texting. Well, they just saw that I was online. It's like, that's irrelevant. Back in the day, you had a house phone. And if you weren't in your house, you didn't get the message. Because you couldn't leave one because there weren't answering machines. Do you know what I mean? Like everybody is so used to constant access to everybody. Well, that's just unacceptable to say to someone when you're asking for a favor. Oh, totally. I mean, there's just so many. And you can tell she's a good person. She's letting the guilt get to her. She's guilting her. Yeah. And and she's falling. So for her to be like, okay, well, by 550, it's causing you a lot of anxiety and you need to trust those instincts. I can tell. When I am starting to feel uncomfortable, like that's your body being like, it's a cue. Like this isn't appropriate. Mm-hmm. You don't need to reply. Mm-mm. You don't need to, you know, and it's scary. Because and also there's like a couple of different movies where people are oh, like here that. We go. They come into your life after a long time and they start bumping into you. And right. then like they murder they've you. murdered their wife already and you Dana. don't know it. And they're passing on a curse box. Dana, you, you don't want to scare her more. What's a curse box? It's a, bo- a wooden box that when she opens it, the family curse <laughs> whatever happens do not accept any gifts uh-uh. in the form of a box from this person that, the movie the gift that's so, a movie yeah and it's called the gift yeah very misleading There's title a, yeah because i would watch that and be like i love gifts it's a curse <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to like make this horrible decision and i think and that's the thing is like if she someone else knowing that it's probably gonna kill them i mean it's a lot <laughs> <laughs> I hate scary movies and I don't even want I you wonder to tell if his me wife why. is dead. <gasps> Dana! I'm just saying. Dana! You this can't guy's crazy. This guy's crazy. All right, this is what you need to do. Find out if his wife is alive, number one. Number two, I think if you do say like those things of like we don't appreciate this this and this and he still shows up then yeah you probably have to get a restraining yeah, order and because you got, don't want to end up with the box in your house. put to it because clearly he's escalating and like she's going to end up being on an episode of I Survive. Would you... S- <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happens, don't go to a safari murder room with this no, person. Please don't. It's not reasonable. Uh-uh, don't go for a walk with him. No. Don't get in a car with him. And I think, you know, and this actually is in, in line with the safari murder room, and, and Dana said this before, is don't let people put you in a position where, but I felt bad, so. Never. But I felt bad, so I went to the art museum. I, but can, I felt bad, so I, I got back to him at 5.50. You know, one of my one of my podcasts I love is My Favorite Murder. Yeah. One of their sayings is, fuck politeness. Yeah. Got to. Yeah. Safety first, man. Safety fuck politeness. first, for sure. Yep. You know, um, yeah. Well, we fixed that. <laughs> And you know, that's all I guess. She feels. I mean, you know, you got a lot of cues. He called your husband at his work by looking up his phone number. Like that's a cue. Yeah. He showed up at your house unannounced. That's a cue. Yep. I love living in an apartment because no one can get to my front door. I can't even. You have to let me in. So thing. Yeah, I know. I like that so much. Oh my God! This person wrote fake name, anonymous girl, and then it starts, "Dear Dana." Thank you. (laughs) My husband is always on his mobile phone. It is a constant source of irritation for me and the kids. At dinner, before dinner, Mm -hmm. after dinner, on the toilet. Imagine any situation in which he could possibly be on a phone and he's on the phone. I try to hold my tongue because it only causes an argument, but I'm reaching my boiling point. Can you help to prevent me from smashing his phone into little pieces, (laughs) which will only enable him to go out and buy the latest version so he can spend even more time on his phone? Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's tough because I'm obviously I'm assuming she's already asked him. She's already said like right, this is but she so. May have just done. You know how sometimes we assume men uh, hear us <laughs> when we talk. Be... What? That's what I was gonna say. What? We assume men like get things. Yeah. So we're like sassily say like, well, I guess Angry Birds is real important. Damn to uh-huh. them, right? Oh, wow. Okay. That's just an example. Is that still a game? Uh, to him it is. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and they're like, 
oh, fine, <laughs> body huff, <laughs> and uh-huh. they put it down. Ten minutes later, they pick it back up because they think you're just being like, Bleh, right, mm. and just complaining. Per- yeah. So profound. it's got to be mm-hmm. like, I need you to look me in the eye. Uh-huh. You're on that game constantly, and it feels disrespectful. Yeah. Can we just say like during dinner, no angry You got to start with dinner. Yeah. I will say, I mean, I'm just remembering this, and I'm sad. And sometimes it's work. It's not uh Well, that's the thing. Birds. I'm like, is he a surgeon? Yeah. This guy, is he work for the FBI? Because then maybe you're just so. going to have to deal with it. I don't know. But um, but if he does, if. But um, I have to say this to my if husband. He works at the FBI, would he be a guest on our show? <laughs> <laughs> I have to say this to my husband more often than I care to admit is I need you to make direct eye contact. Mm-hmm. I need you to make direct eye contact. Because I can't tell you how many times he'll say, you never told me that. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, bitch, and I we did. Have to be so but blunt you with don't them. listen when I talk, we have to be completely. It's a real thing in my marriage. And say it. Hurts he doesn't my listen when I talk. Yes, it's a gift he has. He tunes out a hundred percent of the words that I say. I mean, I've seen it happen. It's fucking. And I think it happens with shocking. every couple. I'll tell Dan Tipton something, and he'll be like, "You've never said you this never to told me, me that." And I'll be like, "You never said I that." Literally, can pull up a text four times. Totally where I texted it to you, and I said it seven. I'm times. like, I need you to make direct eye contact, and then I have to touch his body. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm leaving tomorrow at nine a.m. You will have to watch the baby, and you. Yeah. He's like, he's like twitching. He can't look me in the eye, yeah. and then I'm like, you never told me that. I didn't know that. Why did you tell me? What was working? Why did you tell me that? (laughs) So, I don't know why Robbie sounds like probably what a showbiz pizza bear would sound like trying to have a relationship. (laughs) No, but they they don't hear it and they don't understand, like, you have to literally say, you have to say babe, it hurts my feelings. Babe. Can we have some quality time? Babe, can you put your phone down for a second? I really phone. need to talk to you. Babe. Yes. Babe. 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 Who says babe? Babe. babe. I need to talk to you. Babe. babe. Put the phone down for a And then I would just say, could you, I do this a lot. Do you think you could do me the biggest favor? It's a bait and switch because they're going to think you're asking them to move something or pick something up or do whatever. Do you think you could do me the biggest favor? I noticed the kids are getting more and more distracted. And I, I think that dinner time is like a good time just to figure out what's going on with them and how they're doing. And I just want to have that hour where it's just us so we can connect and just like be present. Let's put our phones in the drawer and just have that be our time. Do you think that's something you can do? Mm-hmm. And then put the fucking phone in the drawer. Mm-hmm. You know? And I see. And make it cumulative. In- like, let's all do this thing. Yes, so that it's all. not finger pointing. Yes. Right? And then also, if there's something you want to connect with, say, literally say, hey, can you put your phone down a second? So they have to look at you right. and receive what you're saying. Right. Are you listening to me? Because <laughs> <laughs> you just looked away from me twice. And shuffled through papers. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, we say it all the time. We are doomed to divorce. <laughs> Dina, I'm sorry if I wanted to make sure. I was checking Listen, on the shit. What? I need you to put the papers down. <laughs> I want to thank this girl for helping our marriage to each other. <laughs> Let us know how it goes. Yeah. She's got to say something. You got to say something. And also she's got to not say it mean because they get so fucking Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Make it cumulative. It's not, don't be finger pointing. Yeah. Is cumulative, feels like a math word. Well, if you like add things, then the cumulative sum is. You don't have to like throw your smartness at it. I don't know anything about math other than it's the universal language. <laughs> Stupid. Fake name Dry County Blues. Oh, Dear man. Allison and Dana, my girlfriend's parents don't drink. That's fine, but I do. She won't let me drink in front of them because it will offend them. I'm not going to get drunk and offer her mom a lap dance. I just want a beer sometimes. Is that so wrong? I mean, Dan Tipton <clears throat> wrote this in and called me his girlfriend. <laughs> do his parents not drink? No, my parents don't drink. But why? Oh, because uh, of Jesus. For my mom, it's because of Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Because 
um, when you drink, like it opens you up. Didn't he create wine? And it's only at dancing. But wait a minute. Didn't Jesus literally invent wine? I don't know if he invented it. (laughs) I thought he did. But it was a different kind back then, Allison. It wasn't for like getting drunk and lap dancing. Again, she doesn't want to give the mom a lap dance. She was very clear about that. Listen, I'm just saying. Okay, so your parents don't drink. And for my dad, though, it's because his uh, his dad was an alcoholic. Okay, <laughs> and so if Dan drinks, like Dan's not allowed to drink in front of them? No, I won't let him. What? So you really wrote this question in. No, he did. Dan did. <laughs> no, did he really? No. no, no, no. <laughs> uh, but what my reasoning to Dan Tipton is it makes my parents uncomfortable, and I would like for you to respect them. We're not with them that often. Is it too much to ask? I feel like it is. That's what he says, but he does it because he loves me. So you're saying and this I person don't, doesn't love their partner if they don't do it? Because I'm going to say something. I hide, I well, not anymore, but for many, many long times. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. I hid alcohol from my parents when they would come visit. And then my sisters are like out of control in every way, so they loosened them up. This is incredible. Why? Because I thought for sure we were going to be like, no, that's stupid. Go fuck yourself. You're oh, no, 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 no. I My opinion is, and you're allowed to differ from Thank me. Thank you. Like, I need fucking permission person, to disagree with is, you. You're probably not with her parents that often. Is it that big a deal to not have a beer? Okay, this is my... Okay, here's what happened to me. As I think I said before, when I first got sober, I dated a born-again Christian. Huge mistake. And he, because he was a born-again Christian, but he drank and he smoked and he had sex and he just pretended that he didn't, but he was saved. So he felt that this was all like totally reasonable. One day, and I was in a very weird place in my life where I didn't have a strong sense of self and was really teetering. I mean, I was newly sober. I had no idea who I was as a person. So I had gotten some hot pink streaks, streaks in my hair. And they were extensions and they were hot pink and they were great. He wanted me to go to church with him on Sunday and I was like, great. And he was like, but you have to take those streaks out of no, your hair. No, that's dumb. That's not No, but a just sin. listen. He felt that it was disrespectful. Because I didn't have the strongest sense of self, I would never do that today. I would be like, I can either go to church with these streaks or not go to church. But I took them out of my hair. And I regretted it because that was who I was as a person. And it that's was so like dumb. That's there's nowhere in the Bible that says don't get But why should she have to cater? To their things. It's it's not like she's doing something like don't smoke crystal meth in front of our parents. To, but if her partner feels like it's a respect issue towards her parents, then doesn't she want to respect her partner? But how come it's you not have changing, to change? It's not changing her life. It's changing Yeah, but here's hours. the thing. I don't drink. I literally don't drink. Right. So if I'm with you on a Saturday night and it's dinner and whatever else, why should you have to not drink? Because I, I don't drink. I definitely ask you before I did. But my thing is, I'm even speaking from a person who doesn't drink. And I would think, why should you have to not drink? It's not your choice to I know, not but drink. With, it's like if I was mom, with someone who was like Hasidic Jew or like, and they were like, um, oh, I need to be covered up all the way. Then if I wear, am I, can I not wear a low cut shirt to that dinner because you're uncomfortable with it? I think probably I would not do that just because that's such an easy thing for me. Okay, but maybe it's not for, maybe she want. maybe they are together a lot. And maybe if they, or if it's Christmas or whatever, and she wants to have, my thing is everybody's entitled to their beliefs. But why should I have to live your beliefs? You've made a choice to not drink. Good well, for you. If she's in their home. If they're, I mean, if she, maybe if she's in their home. My parents do not abide alcohol in their home. If I walked into your parents' house as a six pack, what would they do? Well, they wouldn't ask you to leave, but they would be very, very uncomfortable. And they would ask that you not I can it in their home. I can potentially get on my board mom with would. in their home. Like if you have a rule in your home, like people don't smoke in my house. Here, okay, fine. This. So don't smoke in my house. That's One rude. of the reasons that my mom religiously feels like alcohol is wrong is that one for for one thing, the places in which it's imbibed are bars where there's a lot church. of what she literally there's alcohol in church. Not in ours. Okay. Ours is grape juice. Okay, fine. Um, not wine. So uh, anyway, so it's about location a lot and stuff like that. But also uh, speaking in spiritual terms, um, when you are intoxicated. Uh, there's a belief in some religions that that opens you up spiritually to um, evil spirits and uh, things Mm -hmm. like that. And so even being in that vicinity for her feels uncomfortable and like she's inviting, um, you're open to things that she wouldn't normally be allowed to be around her. Right. And so you being in her presence, like, and I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong. I'm just saying it's so easy for me not to have a drink when I'm with her. But that's for you. 
for this girl, and maybe for me, she feels my like my husband is an extension of me. We are a unit and a partnership, and I asked him to be respectful. And he's done of that, and that's great. And my but, family, but that's not what this girl's answer has to be. Like it's I think not, that's one possibility, and and that's fine. True, you know, but you're it, saying is it gonna like cause a problem with her partner because well, that's what you have is. to weigh. And so I think so. She, what's more important, your relationship and your partner, or and getting you, along, or you being defiant? Do you want to be all, right? You're being very judgy. Do you want to be right, or do you want to be Happy. Or do you want to be who you are? But and so if, if you go to dinner and you want to have a glass of wine, I guess my point is that's okay. You know, you, the, I, I guess my thing is she's not wrong if she wants to do that. No, if she's in she's her not. own house or wherever she is. But is and it she wants, worth being un- uncomfortable? Well, and that's the question for her. I'm not saying that she's a bad person for wanting to do that. It feels like you that. are. It feels no. like you're saying that she's opened her up to self e- no. to evil spirits I'm and that now she's got the grasp feel. of the devil on her no, and that she's going to hell because she wants to have a shot of tequila after a long day at work. You're such a monster in the face and the heart. No, I'm saying that I guess she has to decide what's more important to her to keep peace within the family or to have that a, feels very judgy. That feels very saying. judgy. It is. The, I think it is obviously thing, she though. knows she has to make a decision. I think if you want to say to your partner, listen, we're going out to dinner. I'm going to have a glass of wine. And hopefully your parents are going to get on board. Now, if that's like a huge catastrophe and like they fucking cry and leave and they say fucking she to the devil, then I guess she could rethink her life. I don't know. I mean, when I was dating Dan Tipton, had he said that to me, I probably would have said, then maybe it's better you not come with us. Okay, but that's you. Yeah. She And and, and, and then maybe she gets to make that choice and say, you know what? You're right. I'm not going to go. Yeah. I'm very uncomfortable. Because she I gets to be uncomfortable too. I don't think what she's doing is wrong. Okay, because you just said that she is the devil. No, I That's didn't. That's what you said. No. You said that she's drank alcohol and she's opened herself up to the spirit of Satan. No, I'm saying that's how my mom would Ugh. feel. So I'm just trying to explain where that crazy mentality comes from. <laughs> but uh, I think she does have to make a decision of like, is it that important to her? And if it is, that's fine. Right. But it might be a defining moment in their relationship. So maybe just try to navigate it and see what happens. Because if they throw holy oil on you, you'll know. Is that a thing? Holy, holy oil. oil? <laughs> I mean, there's definitely oil that people have prayed over and you put it on your forehead. Uh, <laughs> my mom would be so horrified. Like, I think my mom actually thinks that I grew up like religious. I don't know what religion that was. And I think she'd be very upset to hear how little I retained. Yeah. I'm so glad Sarah's laughing at me because Dana's just fucking just glaring at, at me. She's <laughs> so un- unhappy. We also have a section of the show called Absolute Yours. This is a world-renowned name. People love it. They can't so get enough of it. They it. it sounds like a sausage. <laughs> I love sausage. I think that's why I like it. If you have a story you want to tell us or a secret that you want to tell us or something about a clown who's missing half of his jaw, oh we want to know. It's still scaring me. <laughs> you can email us at absoluteworstpodcast at gmail.com. If you like what you're hearing... Because you love alcohol and you don't think that it's indicative of you being satan satanic spawn, you can oh rate us and God. review us on iTunes. You can tell all your friends. You can share about us on social media. You can. But don't go to my parents' house and drink. <laughs> I'll be mad. <laughs> Obviously. It'll drive my mom into a loony bin. We get it. This is um, subject line Royer Trilogy. So at one point I told a story of my trilogy where I, what did I do? You got drunk and hurt yourself a bunch and did a bunch of bad things. You yeah. broke your leg. I got a you DUI. Got a, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that happened. Mm-hmm. Dana and Allison. Holy balls, what a trilogy. Okay. I laughed so hard at this because the cast made it hilarious. Otherwise, without the cast, I would have been like, oh, honey, baby, sweetie. No. Honey, baby, sweetie. But you had a flipping tie-dye cast on. Ha ha. And then she just says, you had. And then it stops and she starts again. My last semester of Bible college. This is perfect. Okay. Yes, Bible college. There's yeah. a bunch of them in my hometown. I, we get it. I was over the people and the whole experience for many of a reason. My roommate and I had decided to move on campus for our last semester since she would be getting married after graduation. after graduation. And I wasn't sure if I was moving back to New Jersey or what have you. I was 23, had an RA almost four years younger than me, was working two jobs, and was drained. With graduation not far away, I was getting sloppier at concealing my drinking and then smoking. Oh, my God. This is kind of perfect. I didn't even mean for this to happen. Also, it sounds like me. Keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I should add I was failing to cope with my ex-fiance getting married after us only being broken up for maybe three months. Oh, my God. This is me. (laughs) 
Dan Tipton wrote in the last one and then you wrote in this one. <clears throat> one of my guy friends had to take me back to my dorm as I was not safe to drive myself back to campus. Mm-hmm. At this point, he was so annoyed with my behavior that he was out of having compassion. So upon returning to the dorm, he simply shoved me into the elevator and pushed the button to my floor. When he pushed me, I lost my balance, fell, and landed on my ass laughing. The elevator opened at my floor, however open to a lounge full of students who turned to gawk at the dumbass sitting and laughing on the floor of the elevator. The door shut and I was still sitting on the floor laughing. I called my roommate, told her I was back, and that I needed her to help me get out of the elevator. My sweetie of a roomie, who was more than half my weight and significantly shorter than me, came out to get me, all the while I'm laughing. She quickly got me out got me to our room and locked me in locked me in out of the fear that my graduation merely days away our RA would somehow manage to screw me out of walking in the ceremony i managed to survive the remaining time there and graduate i still love jesus but now only drink a little and say fuck a lot <laughs> hilarious <laughs> amazing i lived in a dorm you know did you really? Yep. I went to college in the city and my dorm was um, right downtown mm-hmm. and it was really just like an apartment. But I had a series of problems with boyfriends. I actually think Robbie was my boyfriend for – he was definitely my boyfriend while I was there. But something happened. There was a lot of blackouts with Robbie. Like I, I must have broken up with him or something happened mm-hmm. because the next thing I remember I was sleeping with my like this guy that lived down the hall uh-huh. he was like then I, get, I don't know if he was my boyfriend or if I had already had one or something happened I don't know if that's why I broke up with Robbie or what but I was sleeping with my neighbor uh-huh. I loved him he was super great but then this other guy came back um, that was my boyfriend in like grade school or something he was in the city so he came back to my dorm and it's like a dorm so like nobody has locks on the doors they're just like open doors what well, I mean, it's like you could just open my dorm room door. No, no, no. Okay. No. Right? I mean, I it must have had a lock, but we never locked them because we That's always weird. like walked into each other's dorm rooms. Did you never live in a dorm? No. Uh-uh. Oh. I commuted always. I lived in my grandmother's uh, duplex next door to her. <laughs> okay. And I had a wonderful roommate, Jennifer Quanis. Love you still. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy um, was visiting, and but I was really drunk, obviously, and so was he. We had been drinking. And... I was, like, just talking to him, but, like, he was laying on the couch, and then I was, like, laying on top of him. Does this get sexy? Because I'm bored right now. (laughs) (laughs) But you know when you're, like, laying on somebody, and you're like, no, I'm not going to make out with you. No. And then you start dry humping? Well, then I started making out with him right when my other boyfriend from across the dorm walked in. So then he came back. I had all my pillows and blankets at his dorm because we were he was my boyfriend, I think. I hope he peed on all of them. Well, he threw them all at me. And I was so embarrassed because I think I liked him. I hid. Not that much. You didn't. (laughs) Well, I was trying to tell the other guy I wasn't going to make out with him. But when you're laying on someone, it's hard. It's hard. So I ran to a different floor of the dorms. To my roommate, the other my other friend Paul, hid in his room for forty eight hours. I I From wouldn't what I didn't because I didn't want to deal with the situation. I didn't want to deal with the guy across who just is mad at me. I didn't want to deal with the guy that I made out with because I was like, I told you I didn't want to make out with you. Years later, I find out he had nowhere to stay. He got like kicked out of my dorm because I had three roommates who were like, "Who are you? Get out." And he like walked the streets of Chicago. He tried to find a hostel to stay in. He Allison? was like, I know. And then the other guy turned into a cop. He ended up being a cop later. <laughs> but like that was so selfish of you. Yeah, yeah. totally. But what wow. are you going to do if if you ever? I mean, not hole up for 48 hours. Yeah, that was I mean, that was my solution. I'm like, I'm just going to stay in this room. No one knew where I was. And I just hid until it blew over. But it what? <laughs> It doesn't just blow over. It seemed like it did because I just moved on. I mean, I didn't know that story till years later, so I felt like I was unscathed. Ew. <laughs> Why are you so judgy? It's so mean now. Well, listen. obviously, that's the point of my story. I'm not saying it was like a reasonable thing to do. Yeah. No, you know, it wasn't. You know what, Sarah, huh. do you think it's that bad? Yes. Oh, my God. You know what? You're fired. Can you fire an intern? No. Damn it. She's not getting paid till we're finished. I mean, I might make her business cards if she sticks around long enough. (laughs) 
I need a new host for this show. If you are someone who loves drinking and isn't going to be super judgy when I say that I might have been who can come up with a new slightly upset when I got caught cheating. I mean, if anything, you should be like, Ellison, that's so hard. Why would he just walk in without knocking? I'm like, I know. You just said to me that people never lock their doors in the dorm. I know, but still, I have a little respect. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. Like, you existed. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I have another story I want to tell, but let's footnote it. Is it a dorm room story? No, it's a roommate story. Oh. Are you taking notes, Sarah? What the fuck? Oh, I need you to footnote roommate story. <laughs> oh my Do you feel God. like this year is getting off to a good start? Like for me and you? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do think it is. You do? Yeah, because we're getting ready to do our secret project. Shh, Dana. Are we allowed to tell people what it is yet? Sure. Oh, okay, you do it. No, I'm not going to. Why? It's a surprise. Okay. We have a surprise coming down the pipeline. We can't wait for all of you to find out about it, but we can't talk about it because Dana's super creepy. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say, Dana? Mm, Nah. (laughs) Bye. Wait. wait, What? What? I didn't know. I didn't know it was time. We didn't do a Nevis Corner. I don't need one. You always I have evolved. I have literally evolved. You think you've said and done nothing wrong this entire I literally don't. If anything, okay. Neva needs to apologize for me for making me uncomfortable when all I want to do is have a fucking cocktail. Well, my computer just shut off, so I think that's a sign. <laughs> I mean, it's still recording. People are like, what is going on with these two girls? <laughs> there we are. It's back up. It wants us to stop. Uh-huh. Do I have to tell you I love you today? I I literally just tried to end the episode and you told me not to. So I'm just waiting for you, Dana. But I feel like you should tell me you love me and you're grateful that I accept you for who you are as a person. You won't even let me drink at your parents' house. Absolutely not. Bye! (laughs) Bye! Shut up and sit down.